The LA Clippers finally put together a winning streak for the first time in the new year, beating the Dallas Mavericks and winning the season series with a big win on Sunday afternoon. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were the catalysts, but what were the differences in the game outside of them? And why was it one of the best defensive performances of the season? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. Our Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day. Your team every day. My name is Darian Viziri. I'm in my 18th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for more Clippers, LA Sports, and NBA history content. And of course, we are live and available, I'm sorry, streaming and available on all podcasting platforms, including YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Clippers on YouTube and comment on today's pin question. Was that the best game you've seen from the Clippers defending Luka ever in since Luka's been drafted? Or should I say, let me rephrase that, in the Kawhi era, in the 213 era. Was that the best game that the Clippers have had guarding Luka? And in this, in this episode, going to be talking about the... Job the Clippers did on Luka, why it was such a great game, in my opinion, for Ty Lue and the role players. Then the guys who led the way, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, playing with each other yet again. Second straight road game that they played together. Second straight game, I should say, that they played together. And second straight win. First winning streak for the Clippers since December 26th and 27th. And then we're going to take a look at the big picture because the ever-changing Western Conference standings always with twists in the tail. But today's episode is brought to you guys by Prize Picks. I actually just downloaded the app recently. Going to be talking about them more a little bit later. But let's get right into it. Clippers coming off the win against San Antonio where they couldn't defend a chair. It was a totally different performance from the outset on that end of the cl- on that end of the floor. The Clippers only allowed 20 points in the first quarter. For the first time in what felt like a long time. Actually in LA a couple weeks ago when the Clippers played the Mavs it happened as well, but the Clippers these last two games against Luka and the Mavs have actually done a good job on him to start the game. And what I really liked was in this game, and this is a credit to Ty Lue and the coaching staff, we saw different kind of defenses thrown at Luka. In the first quarter, it was a lot of hedge and recover. Terrence Mann is the primary guy. Zubat's obviously going to get put in the pick and roll. He was hedging, trying to recover. Were they getting some open threes? Yes. The guys that were making it, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dorian Finney-Smith. But everyone else, not so much. Spencer Dinwiddie was one for five from three. Luka Doncic was three for seven from deep, and he was making the ones like the step backs. He's not really shooting ones off the catch and there were a couple times where he was open and he declined to shoot it off the catch didn't want to Reggie Bullock 0 for 3 from deep Jay I'm sorry Josh Green 1 for 3 from deep 
The Mavs overall shot 37% from deep, 13 for 35, but the Clippers shot 43% from deep, 12 for 28. And I just thought that the Clippers did a good job from the get-go of trying to get the ball out of Luka's hands and just making someone else beat them. And that was killing the Clippers at moments in games one and two of the 2021 series against these guys. But in this regular season game, it works. And sometimes the Clippers just don't go to that enough. And then in the third quarter, you saw more drop coverage from Zoo. And a multitude of guys were taking their cracks at Luka. And I'll tell you, doing a really solid job, including Marcus Morris Sr., who had one of his best defensive games I'd seen in a long time. So credit to him, because I've been really getting on his defense or lack of it recently. And he actually... I mean, yes, he got scored on a couple of times by Luka. Like, I remember this one in the second half. He had a great hand up. Luka just made a tough bank shot going left. But overall, there were times where Marcus Morris Sr. had to guard Luka and he didn't even let him get by or forced him in to help very nicely. It was beautiful. I was very impressed with him on that end of the court. You saw Kawhi, Nico Batum, Paul George take their cracks at him. And, you know, you saw moments where the Clippers were switching a lot on him and then drop and hedging recover some blitz. He saw a bunch of different things, and Luka Doncic in this game had 29 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists, 4 turnovers as well. So, 1 to 1 assist to turnover ratio. As many assists as turnovers, we will take that. He shot 9 for 21 from the field, so under 50%. And then the main thing that stuck out, 8 for 13 from the foul line. That was big time. It did not feel like he was making free throws. And the Clippers shot very well from the free throw line. 30 for 31. 97% as a team. The only miss came from Marcus Morris Sr. I mean, that's amazing. Kawhi Leonard, 7 for 7. Paul George, 8 for 8. Zubats only shot 2, made both. Norman Powell, 5 for 5. Beautiful. 97% from the line compared to Dallas, who shot 15 for 26 from the line. So that's a huge reason they lost. Tim Hardaway Jr., 1 for 4 from the foul line is just, that is not what I expect from him. But the quarter in which this game was really decided for the Clippers, it was a game of runs the entire way with teams making little runs. But the fourth quarter, the Clippers outscored the Mavericks 33 to 19. And in this game, the Clippers would stagger Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So one of them was in at all times. Robert Covington got 21 minutes. Reggie Jackson got 15 minutes. Norman Powell got 30 minutes. And Nico Batum got 28. They played a nine-man rotation with no backup big. Reggie Jackson played the least amount of minutes of anybody. And you know what? That is closer to what we want to see. And it worked. You saw the Clipper defense look better then I don't want to say better than ever this season, but one of the better defensive performances, the way the Clippers can rotate fast and cover so much ground when Robert Covington, Nico Batum, and then Paul George and Kawhi are in the game, or even three of those four, you could even throw Terrence Mann in there. It just makes them look like an entirely different defensive team. Entirely different. And in this game, the smallest the Clippers were going were Reggie and Norman Powell in together, which, as I said, in the regular season, that's honestly okay. As long as they're surrounded by three guys that are 6'6 six, six and above that can guard. And 
I think that Tyloo did a really good job with those rotations. The fact that Robert Covington got 21 minutes and it really felt, felt like he affected the game so positively. He had three points on one for four shooting and one for three from deep, but he had five rebounds and six assists. There were a couple times where Paul George and him ran a little pick and pop action. And when teams throw two at Paul George, Robert Covington, if you're not closing out on him, you know he's got that threat from three. But when you are, he was doing a pretty decent job of putting the ball on the floor and if he's got a line drive to the basket, someone's going to step up. He was making some really good passes out of that on the drive and even at times in the short roll. So Robert Covington, the more he plays, that, is, that was just offense. Defensively, great rotations, good hands, two steals and a block for this guy, and no turnovers. So Robert Covington, it just feels crazy that he's been riding the bench the entire season. We've been calling for him, just the difference that he can make. There was even one time in the second quarter where he guarded Luka and got a stop, one-on-one. And Nico Batum, what more can you say about that guy? Great rotations defensively. Closing out well, guarding Luka, even got two blocks in this game, one of them on Luka, and they got Luka so mad that he got a technical foul. Also eight points for him. He shot five shots. They were all threes, and he made two of them in 28 minutes. He was a plus 23 off the Clipper bench, which was the highest of any Clipper and any player in the entire game. Nico Batum just continues to be that dude, that French army knife. <laughs> For the Clippers, doing a little bit of everything. But coming up, going to talk about the Stars. How did they affect the game? And Norman Powell may have been the biggest factor in the fourth quarter with 11 fourth quarter points. Going to be talking about that coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. I recently downloaded the Prize Picks app and hit on my first entry. And tomorrow, I'm taking Trey Young's over on the assists, taking Giannis's over on the points, and I'm taking Jason Tatum under on the points. And I'm doing that on Prize Picks. Prize Picks is not a betting app, it is a fantasy app where you pick two to six players in a given sport and predict if they will score more score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, and it's not competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. And PrizePix offers projections on any sport you watch. Can be NFL with the playoffs in full swing. A lot of people I know were using PrizePix for that with the playoffs in full swing. NBA, NHL, you name it. They've got it on PrizePix. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. All right. Back to the Clippers. Let's talk about how... The stars played, how the game really went from the start. And as I said, it was a game of runs. The Clippers were down 16-7 in the first quarter, then went on a 15-0 run. Kawhi had seven points in that span, getting his jump shot going. And again, another game coming off his season-high 36 points against his former team, the San Antonio Spurs, gets another 30-piece and another great shooting night from deep, 
three for four from three in the game. And in the last 10 games, he's averaging 26.4 points per game, 52.4% from the field is what he's shooting, and 47% from three, and 93% from the line. So he's shooting 50-40-90 in his last 10 games and scoring 26 points a game. He is finally up to 20 points per game on the season. So 20.1 as of now, 23 games played for him. He's now shooting 34% from three. I remember when he was at 13 earlier on in the season and 49.4% from the field. And in this game, he was spectacular yet again. 30 points, nine rebounds, and three assists for who I thought was the player of the game, Kawhi Leonard. And he was doing it on the defensive end as well. Not guarding Luka too much, but he did at times. And overall, just good defense, solid effort, closing out well, playing good help D, just doing his thing. But a guy who's just been absolutely incredible of late and continued to play fantastic in this one, Norman Powell. You knew it was going to be that kind of day for him when he came off the bench and hit two left corner threes immediately in that 15-0 spurt for the Clippers. And the role players in the Mavs outside of Dorian Finney-Smith and THJ just continued to miss. Kawhi Leonard played the entire first quarter. Paul George obviously went to his break. And then he played a lot... I can't remember if it was a lot of the second quarter or the entire second quarter. Clippers led 22-20 to after one. I thought Ivica Zubats was going up a little bit soft around the basket. And that's part of the reason why the Clippers didn't get off to a better start offensively. Like there was one time where he went towards the rim on a pick and roll. He caught the ball and went towards the rim and just didn't really go up strong. Lost the ball. A couple of chippies he missed around the rim. Little jump hooks. And Terrence Mann also didn't have his shot going in this one. But the bench guys, Nico, Norman, Rocco, came up big off the bench, as I mentioned in the first segment, guarding Luka, moving the ball. And you saw in this game the Clippers, as I said, staggered Kawhi and Paul George the entire game, which was a good look. Reggie Jackson did play, and as I said, least amount of minutes of any bench player, which was good to see. And you saw the good and bad of Reggie. You know, defensively, they're going to try to go at him. Spencer Dinwiddie was really trying to go at him in the lineup in which Luka was out. And Reggie Jackson, you're going to get those bad shots. You're going to get the reckless play. But you're also going to get a guy who is capable of making some shots here and there. And to end the second quarter, after the Clippers, did not do well in the non-Luka minutes. They did not, and that really hurt them. A 10-0 run by the Mavs in that second quarter with Luka on the bench, led by Spencer Dinwiddie, who was scoring on not just Reggie Jackson, but Paul George as well. And towards the end of the quarter, though, when Kawhi and Paul were out there together in the second quarter, they kind of restored order. thought Paul George was doing a good job playmaking. Kawhi Leonard continued to be aggressive and was making shots. But Reggie Jackson, to end the quarter, made a three on a catch-and-shoot, and then was trying to get the two for one and shot at three that banked in at the end of the second quarter going into halftime. And the Clippers were down by five, 49-54 at half. And they were down by 10 points at one point in that first half, 48-38. to Spencer Dinwiddie had a really, really solid quarter. And I thought the Clippers at times when Kawhi, who was getting double teamed in the mid post, every time Kawhi got the ball in the mid post, they were sending a double team at him. So it felt a little more comfortable to start getting Kawhi Leonard uh, the ball on off-ball actions, coming off screens off the ball, 
and also in pick and roll. So you can kind of create that separation himself and kind of see the floor. And he was doing a good job of that. But it was another game of point PG. And I loved what I saw throughout the game from him. He was creating so many good looks, so many good looks, whether it was Zubat setting the screen or a wing setting the screen. Because when Paul George has the ball and you're running pick and roll with like Roko or Nico setting the screen, there are certain guys in the league who can't guard Paul George one-on-one, certain wings and guards that cannot guard him. So there, you have some more resistance to switch if you're the defense. You don't want certain guys on Paul or Kawhi. So sometimes it's just going to show and try to recover since it, the pick and pop, you don't have as much distance to cover as a pick and roll. And at times, Clippers are going to find a lot of open looks for guys in the short roll or pick and pop threes with Paul George at the controls. And Paul George was doing a great job of finding guys in this game. And in the second half, it was even better. I just think there were times in the first half where the Clippers could have moved the ball a little bit quicker. We're missing open men. And at halftime... The Clippers were only shooting 37% from the field. Both teams were 9 for 20 from 3. But again, it's just another case of the Clippers. Even though Luka was being kept at bay, it wasn't a good second quarter for the Clippers. And they've been really poor about second quarters lately. 34 to 27, Dallas outscored the Clips in the second. But in the third quarter, again, they've made it a habit recently to have good third quarters. 30 to 25 in favor of the Clips. I thought that Luka Doncic, the Clippers were starting to go drop coverage. And at times, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, whoever it was that was guarding Luka, and they were really trying to go at Morris at times, he held his own. I was so impressed with him. And not only that, the biggest thing that impressed me about Senior in this game is they were running him off the line, and he was actually attacking the closeouts, getting into the mid-range, making plays. There was a play in the third quarter, five straight Kawhi points. And Marcus Morris on the first one drove and kicked. How many times have you said Marcus Morris drive and kick this season or even ever? He drove, kicked to Kawhi for a left corner three. That put the Clippers up 63-60. to As I said, PG was creating a lot of good shots, especially in the second half. And then on the next play down, the Clippers got a steal. Kawhi went and laid it in with the left hand, put the Clips up 65-60. to The senior was looking really solid and did other things despite his shot not being that great in the game. Two for seven for senior. Can you believe what I just said? Marcus Morris senior contributing in the game even when his shot's not great. I mean, that's just something contributing positively. That's just not something I say very often. And it's kind of the reason why I think that Marcus Morris should have less minutes come off the bench and or be traded is because he doesn't affect games when he's not hitting. But if he continues to defend like that, which again, I don't think he will. And I think Dallas being a slower team actually helps him. But if he can defend with that kind of effort and attack closeouts, I know there was one time where he missed a layup, but when he attacks closeouts, he becomes a different threat in terms of when the Clippers are swinging the ball and defenses are in rotation. And we need guys to attack closeouts, not just Norman Powell and Terrence Mann. So Marcus Morris, if he can defend like that, I still think there's a place for him on this team, but I would like to see that place come off the bench. But Kawhi Leonard was starting to cook. Paul George was starting to cook. But funny enough, after a Paul George and one to put the Clippers up 68-62, the Mavs went on another little run, a 7-0 run. And it was because PG had two travels trying to just go into the teeth of the defense with three defenders. Senior missed a layup that I just mentioned, and Kawhi went underneath the Luka screen, and Luka drained a three. 
And Dallas also, for a portion of this game through the first three quarters, they were getting the ball offensive rebounds on all the long misses. It felt like all the loose balls were going to them. And it was a tie game going into the fourth. And in the beginning of the fourth, they started putting Reggie Jackson in the pick and roll or trying to. And when Reggie Jackson would guard, and I think this was a great thing the Clippers did, when certain guys were guarding Luka that they didn't want, like Reggie or Norm, they would double team. And when the guys that they felt that could guard Luka one-on-one without as much help, they left him on an island and let him do it. Great calls on all of them, in my opinion, from the coaching staff and the players on the fly defending and communicating in the moment. But the Clippers had guys who were getting double teamed to their own, and that's Kawhi Leonard. And I think in the fourth quarter and the second half overall, the Clippers, whether it was Paul George creating shots and pick and pop, and the Clippers did not play Zoo as much in this game. 22 minutes for Zoo. I'm sorry, 23 minutes for Zoo. So Nico played more. Roko only played two less minutes. Norman Powell played 30 minutes. Senior played 32. Terrence was only two for seven, so he only played 18. I don't remember him playing in the fourth quarter at all. And it was a lot of Norm, a lot of Senior, Kawhi, Paul, Nico in that fourth. But man, oh man, Norman Powell, 11 points in the fourth quarter, getting to the basket. When the Kawhi is getting doubled and the Clippers are swinging the ball, Norman Powell attacking closeouts is so big time for the Clips. He's done a great job of finishing around the rim. He's aggressive. He moves quickly off the bounce. And he had 11 points out of nowhere. Not even out of nowhere, just kind of all at once. Put the Clippers up 98-89. And Paul George was putting Luka in the pick and roll when he came in the game. Actually, it wasn't a quick break. He came in with 3.33 left. So Kawhi, Paul George actually sat four minutes in that fourth quarter from the 7.09 mark to the 3.33 mark. So that's new. I don't know if that's going to be a continuing thing or if it's Paul George just kind of still working his way back. Maybe that's what the Clippers are going to try to do. Rest Paul George for a couple minutes and then get him ready to get go for like the last five in the fourth let's keep an eye on that going forward but coming up going to be reading the box scores looking at the big picture once again as the Clippers win it 112 to 98 Norman Powell propelled them in that fourth quarter and I thought Paul George had a couple big shots Kawhi Leonard as well and one thing I really loved is that when Reggie Jackson was getting picked on defensively by Spencer Dinwiddie. He had an and one and made it a five-point game. He came out of the game with six minutes and 52 seconds left in the game. Marcus Morris came in for him, and the Clippers closed the deal. Kawhi hit a huge contested three to make it a 10-point game, and then Marcus Morris Sr. got fouled on a three, which made it a 13-point game. And I knew in that moment, with a couple of minutes left, the Clippers had the Bavs. 33-19 to in favor of the Clippers in the fourth quarter. Luka was shut down in the fourth. And the Mavs in general just could not hit. Clippers did a good job getting the ball out of his hands. Kawhi Leonard, again, was the best player on the court for me. 30 points, 9 rebounds on 10-for-18 shooting and 3-for-4 from deep. Paul George with 21 points, 6 boards, and 4 assists. Point PG doing it again. 6-of-11 from the field. The problem in this one, 5 turnovers and four assists. So more turnovers and assists. That's the issue with Point Paul George. He had half the Clippers turnovers. Got to do a better job taking care of the ball. But coming up, going to talk about the overall big picture, what we learned from the win, and why it's a good sign to be optimistic going forward. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. FanDuel. 
And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Next weekend, AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. Bengals versus Chiefs, the rematch of last year's AFC Championship. Eagles and Niners. It will be bets flying, and you got to do them on FanDuel. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, to close it out, Let's look at the lines for everyone. The Clippers winning at 112-98, to led by the Stars, who were the leading scorers in the game for the Clips. 30 for Kawhi, 21 for Paul, 19 points for Norman Powell on 6 for 12 shooting from the field, and 2 for 5 from deep. So a 50% from the field, 40% from the line, 100%, I'm sorry, 40% from 3, 100% from the line night for Norman Powell. Powell, who was plus 20 off the Clipper bench, he is increasing that sixth man of the year campaign by the game. In the last 10 games, he's averaging 19 points a game, and he's shooting 50% from deep and shooting 50% from the field as well. He has been absolutely phenomenal on the season. He's averaging 16 points a game now on 48% from the field and now 42% from deep. So he is now shooting over 40% from three Clipper Nation, and I love that. What a win for the Clips, and a fun fact about this game. With this win, the Clippers won the season series against the Mavericks. They will not be seeing them again. 2-1, and if they are to tie their records at the end of this regular season, the Clippers will get the higher seed. Reggie Jackson, 15 points, I'm sorry, 15 minutes played, 10 points, so a fourth clipper in double figures, Reggie Jackson, the fourth leading scorer in this one, four for seven from the field and two for three from deep, got six of those points and both of those threes at the end of that second quarter. I loved how Ty Lue cut it short with Reggie when he saw that the they were trying to take advantage of him defensively. I really loved that. Such a great game from Ty Lue, and that's why I think that again, this is why I never fully jumped off the wagon and said, it's over, there's no chance. I keep telling everybody there is a chance. The Clippers just need to push up in these standings by building some winning streaks, by staying on the court. And as I said, it'll be easier, barring injury, to build a little something because Kawhi and Paul George only have to face one back-to-back from this point forward till the beginning of March. And that falls on January 28th and 29th. Besides that, there are no back-to-backs. So Kawhi Leonard and Paul George should be able to play every game. And in addition to that, it's Ty Lue's rotations. Playing guys like Robert Covington, who were awesome in this game. Playing guys like Nico Batum more than Marcus Morris in games that warrant it. I don't know if Marcus Morris will always have a game like this where he's attacking closeouts and he's playing good defense. I don't know if he will. 32 minutes for Marcus is a little bit of a lot, but in this game, it was okay. He closed the game. And that's the thing. He's made so many big shots for the Clippers in these regular season games. And even Game 7 against Dallas, I mean, he hit the dagger in that corner. 
for three. But Ty Lue seems to really like closing games with him, and I don't always love it, depending on opposition. And honestly, most great opposition, I don't like it. I'd rather have Rocco or Zoo or Nico out there. I'm sorry, Rocco or, or Terrence. Rocco, Terrence, or Zoo. Because Norm, Nico, Kawhi, Paul, and Senior were the closing lineup in this one. But the Clippers did the job. That's two wins in a row. The next game is against the Lakers. And as we look at the standings, the Clippers are very close to catching the Mavs at that five seed now. The Mavs are 25 and 23. The Clippers with that win go to 25 and 24. So only a half game difference with Dallas. The Pelicans also lost to the Miami Heat. So now it's about a two game difference, but three in the loss column where the Clippers have 24 losses, Pels have 21, and then they have one more win. So the Clippers can get home court advantage in the first round. That'd be great. But as I said, I'm really targeting a top three seed because Denver in the second round would not be favorable in my opinion. I think that's one of the teams, if not the biggest team, the Clippers struggle with. The Phoenix Suns, Minnesota Timberwolves are half a game behind the Clippers. And the Lakers are three games under 500, but 22 and 25 and are really in the mix. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. And they're also... 0 oh, and 9 against the Clippers in the Ty Lue era. So, could they be due for a win? They beat the Blazers and the Grizzlies in two spectacular wins in their last two games. So, they're on a little winning streak of their own. So, we'll see whose small winning streak snaps on Tuesday. And before that one, I'll be joining the Kamenetsky brothers from Locked On Lakers to talk about that. The Lakers are 3 and 1 in their last four games. We'll see how it goes. The good news is the Clippers win this one. Beat Dallas, win the season series. Kawhi and Paul George were great. Kawhi continues to look amazing. He's been, he, going to the playoffs, if he doesn't get injured, he will be in the best player in the world conversation. That's what it's looking like. And we should be very ecstatic about this. We just need to get it right otherwise. Like the other things, the rotations, the role players, the cast that's surrounding him needs to be maximized before that time because he'll be ready. And Paul George needs to do his thing. It'll be interesting to see if the Clippers make any moves at the deadline. But anyways, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to Dime Dropper on YouTube for more content. Subscribe to Locked On Clippers and answer today's pin question. Was that the best job the Clippers did defending Luka in the Kawhi Paul George 213 era? And remember, thank you for making Locked On Clippers your first listen today. Now make your second listen, game-to-game NBA, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game-to-game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers. Got a little streak going? Let's make it three against the Lakers. We should win. No excuses. Let's go.